What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, players? This is the talk of champions, franchise player. Always. Boss player. Forever. Welcome into Franchise Player. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit. Ben on Twitter is David Johnson at Rebels247. I'm right with the Ole Miss Spirit. OMSpirit.com. Available on three. And David writes for Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 247 Sports. And Lane Kiffin, as we hit record, has sent out there to the college football universe, put it out there to, quote, wait for it, speaking about the transfer portal. And you know what? He's got me on pins and needles because things have been happening for Ole Miss in the transfer portal. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Wait for it, huh? Wait for it. We've been waiting for it for 48 hours. And. Let's see uh, See what this is. What do you think he's talking about? Who oh, you know, you, think he's you, know, you about? know, come on now, come on. Yeah, but it was a good lead way into the segment, right? Sure. Spencer Sanders is what he's talking about, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, and that makes for obviously an interesting dynamic. That's all anybody's talking about right now. What does that mean? What, what does it mean? For Jackson Dart, Ben. It means he's got to win the job. Yeah. You would I mean, think so. Yeah, he's got to win the job. You don't bring in Spencer Sanders, potentially, because it hasn't happened yet. We're waiting for it. You don't bring him in, uh, a one-year starter, and then bring in Walker Howard as well if it's, oh, y'all are coming in to, you know, pad the room behind Jackson Dart. That's not what this is. And I'll be honest, like, I've thought about this for a couple of days because I think initially when um, we all started to report on this about what Ole Miss could potentially do in quarterback recruiting in the portal, it didn't make a lot of sense because the way we perceived Jackson Dart and his place on this team was different than maybe the coaching staff. Not to say that they don't like him or anything like that, but when you go eight and five, it doesn't matter how well Jackson played toward the end of the year. Once you go lose five of your last six and go eight and five the way you started, everything's going to be under evaluation. And let's be honest, Lane Kiff is never going to come out and say, you know what, I could have done this better, this better, and this better. That's just coaches. And 
I mean, I, I think he's trying to get the best players he can at every position. It doesn't matter who's established, who's not. He's trying to get good players. And I've said this countless times on this podcast. It's like the one thing I say more than anything else. The whole goal of this entire exercise is to get good players. So he's doing what he's supposed to do, but it does create an interesting dynamic. It's like Jackson Dart is not considered in the same breath with his head coach as like Bryce Young was for Nick Saban in Alabama or even Stetson Bennett at Georgia. Now, like Georgia's still going to get three, five stars every high school class, right, to back up Stetson Bennett. Almost hasn't had that kind of success, but it, it just shows that like this program is completely under evaluation from its head coach. Who knows that last year wasn't good enough, and it's not an indictment on Jackson Dart. He's just addressing it the way I think coaches are supposed to, and that's get good players. So it, it's definitely an interesting viewpoint. I, I I thought we were settled with this, you know, <laughs> after like a month yeah. into the twenty twenty two season, I thought it was settled, but it's not. Uh, I just hope that this time around the healthy competition doesn't bleed into the season because I don't think that helped anyone. So that's that's kind well, of where I, I am after a couple of days of thinking about it. Yeah, and as you pointed out, the Rebels lost five of their last six. But, you know, Jackson Dart, although he did not play well in the Texas Bowl, three interceptions, lost a fumble. Um, I thought the Egg Bowl was probably one of his best individual performances. And, and, and we leave the season disappointed, obviously, but – the fans were not hanging any of that on Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart was a, a, a beacon, a shining point in which to start building the hope for the 23 season around. And now all of a sudden, you know, he's got competition in the room. Yeah, and, and, the, flip, and the flip to that, the, the uh, flip side of that is, well, now there's even more hope because there are more good players on the roster and good competition breeds good play so I, I can see both sides of it um I will say but you know as we get into this when it comes to wait what is he doing Jackson Dart you go I mean Jackson Dart's an established starter that that's not right to Jackson Dart or whoever it might be we're in a completely different culture in college football in 2023 to where I mean it's very cut and dry it's very cut and dry if if a kid can help or if a coach can help whoever it might be, structurally in college football for your program, if they can help you win football games, this is a zero-sum game now. It doesn't matter. Like, feelings don't matter, right? Like, what we used to care about a lot with college football, the loyalty, feeling like we're all in it together, that stuff doesn't matter. It's very black and white now. Either shit or get off the pot, and if you don't, you'll get replaced. I mean, same thing with Lane Kiffin. I mean, the bloom was off the rose for him. He's making a lot of money, and he went 8-5. and five. All of a sudden, Ole Miss fans are recognizing that, hey, there are some problems in the foundation potentially. And he has to prove some things. So to do that, he's going to go get. The, he's going and getting the best players he can possibly get, and that's and going to ruffle some coaches. feathers. But like that's that's the culture now. Like it's about winning. The best, the best coaching too. He's getting the best coaching he can get here at Ole Miss. So it, it, it's not just a player thing. He's pushed a reset button. Yes, in, in, in a lot of different ways, and you know it, it's just all too. I agree, but it all just happened so shockingly fast. <laughs> not, not the quarterback stuff, but college football in general, shockingly fast. You know, you and I both advocated for years that players should get paid. I don't think either one of us knew how off the rails this stuff was going to get so quickly. Um, yeah, the problem with that is that 
there's no adult in the room providing the guard. They'll say, all right, this is what, it's, what we're doing now, but everybody stay in this lane. Oh, no. No, there are no adults in the room. Yeah, and, and honestly, now that it's legal – Nobody's ever worried about the guardrails or staying in their lane, uh, really and truly. What do you even um, do to police it now? There's nothing you can do. There, there's nothing. I, it's I mean, unfettered capitalism. You're you're going to pay these kids, and a lot of these kids are are from less than privileged backgrounds. You're going to pay them all this money, and then you're going to take it away? No, you're not. Never. Never. Will, will you take the money away now at this point? You know, if, if you can rewind things five, six years, some of the greedy SOBs at the NCAA would have agreed to make these kids employees and programs would have been paying everybody $30,000 a, a year or whatever. And that would have been it. You know, they would be employees and um, you wouldn't have this mess. But the NCAA pushed it to the nth degree to not remove their caste type labor system. And um, now they're paying the price for it. The NCAA is totally irrelevant, totally irrelevant. Yeah. You got they John Harbaugh now, saying like the NCAA Michigan got caught with a bunch of level twos. I think one level one and the NCAA is trying to do the thing where, it makes a big show of its investigation and so, and shows to everyone, hey, we're getting results here. And Jim Harbaugh well, is just every at every turn, no, I didn't do that. He's denying, denying, denying. That's what you do. You just deny, deny, deny. There's nothing they can do. They're toothless. But I, I don't want to get in the big conversation about the NCAA so much as like as it pertains to Ole Miss, it has made covering this stuff and looking at this stuff a lot easier. It's, it, we're looking at it through the lens of it's a zero-sum game, how can Ole Miss win games? If the overall goal here is to win a championship, then the moves that have been made over the course of the last month plus are obviously steps in that direction. Ole Miss was kind of rudderless there after it lost to Texas Tech and all the Auburn stuff with Lane and just a bunch of negativity, and he's responded in the way in 2023 coaches have to respond, and that's, all right, well, this wasn't working. I mean, Chris Partridge was one of his longest – tenured staffers i mean in every single offseason lane kiffin has replaced wholesale changes on his staff and chris partridge remained and now chris partridge in the course of a year's time goes from being promoted to primary de defensive play caller the ace recruiter to out the door and here's pete golding if i would told you this time last last year hey david pete golding is going to be old mrs defensive coordinator at this time next year and also, there could be three quarterbacks, accomplished quarterbacks on campus in Jackson Dart, Spencer Sanders from Oklahoma State, and Walker Howard, the LSU legacy that Ole Miss desperately wanted out of high school. You know, come on, Ben, that's ridiculous. But here we are. Here we are. And, and, and you know, it's only fair to say there, there's a report out there that TCU is, is now kicking the tires on Spencer Sanders. Um, so Lane Kiffin retweeted that. What did you make of that? I don't know. Oh, is no, he just the troll no. of all trolls? I mean, this is incredible. You it's don't kinda, see – I mean, he does not care. I love that. I do because I'm very nihilistic about college football in 2023. So I love that he's trolling reports about the, these players that he's recruiting. This is These are college football players. These are their futures and stuff. And he's just doing – I love that because it kind of lays bare how absurd it is in college football that – Ole Miss and TCU's trying to get in the game with Oklahoma State's quarterback. It's a very different world. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, now Kendall Bryles, 
going to TCU to be the offensive coordinator. So, you know, the interesting dynamics, uh, Lane, Lane has not been kind to the TCU program. You got to remember, he took Zach Evans and Kari Coleman away from TCU in the last portal cycle. Um, you know, they wanted Walker Howard. They didn't get him. They were the um, favorite once he went in. Oh, yeah. Everybody thought he was going there. But but he didn't. And now, uh, you know, now they're, they're, they're jumping in on TCU. But I, I still think he's going to end up at Ole Miss. Um, and, and people have asked about the timeline. Well, Ole Miss starts classes Monday. So we're here. I mean, maybe Lane's wait for it is exactly what you said, Spencer Sanders. But what else could it be? I mean, the North Texas cornerback, linebacker uh, from Louisville. I mean, there's some other candidates, but I mean, I think what he's talking about here is a big splash. And I mean, there's no other headline turn making splash that could happen that isn't Spencer Sanders. Yeah, not not that we're aware of. Okay, I want to ask you this. Josh Pate of 24-7 Sports, uh, he gave Lane a, a B-plus on his coaching grades. Um, I was asked what our grade would be for Lane. What, what would you give Lane, Ben, in terms of this past season and what he's done so far in the portal? So we're going like September 3rd of last year till right now. What would you give him? All right, so we're taking nothing else into account, not the first. No, no we're, we're, not, we're not judging him since he's been here. Um, but last season and up until now. Hmm. Well, I put a little bit more stock on the on-field results, so I'd give him a B. The portal no, stuff, I, I, especially lately, has been fire. It's been perfect. But uh, there's still very much a, a sour taste in my mouth from the way that that season performed. Because, I mean, again, Ole Miss was 7-0. and And I know that the schedule was easy. And oh, the D, I mean, it, look, to show you how easy that schedule was, despite beating Troy, but that was Troy at the beginning of the year. That wasn't the 10-win Troy that they became. It was not a great Troy team at the time that almost got them, but you can only play the teams that are in front of you. So I'm not going to take that away from them. But that early schedule was so easy, and they were 7-0, and a good you know example of why it was so easy. Ole Miss defensively, Ole Miss was bad defensively last year, could get no pressure. I mean, there's just so many issues. They've lost so many of their best players off of that bad defense. But that defense that ended up so poor – climbed as high as number 11 in the country in total defense <laughs> during that run. So, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that Ole Miss ended up – I mean, we all had our doubts, but you and I recorded a podcast one time during that 7-0 run, and we asked the question, and it was relevant at the time because we had to figure out if they were a contender or a pretender. Is this team potentially better than last year's 10-win team? And the way it, it played out, the way it finished out, obviously, no, not even anywhere close to that. However. I think the biggest disappointment with the way they started and the way they ended is not the obvious, which is losing five of your last six. It's the letdown of, again, unrealized expectations. We believed Ole Miss to be something more than it was. We hoped that this one was different. Lane Kiffin had been different. This program had been operating differently. This wasn't just this, the same old Ole Miss. This wasn't your grandfather's Ole Miss where they're, where they're setting you up to just tear you down. No, Ole Miss was – going to break through and, and they kind of showed that even though they lost to LSU they were right there well they'll bounce back and it never happened so it was just the same old Miss again and that disappointment 
of unrealistic, unrealized expectations again. Ole Miss just being Ole Miss again, despite Lane Kiffin. That's why that like I love the portal stuff. I think I would give them like a resounding A for what they've been able to get done now because I love Walker Howard. I loved him last year. You and I did podcast after podcast about him. We love this oh, kid, yeah. you know. But for me, and, and that's because I'm too close to it, you know. Like there are Ole Miss fans that probably feel the same way, or Ole Miss media that feel the same way, like you do. But like that season. And the way it happened, it was so Ole Miss that they just built your hope up, hopes up. And everything that come before that under Lane Kiffin, he'd exceeded expectations. It was perfect. This was different, and it wasn't different. And the fact that that's what the way it played out, that's what happened, it's hard for me to go past a B. But I think a B is a good grade. I mean, honestly, if I got a B, uh, when, when really, you know, I, did, I probably deserved a good solid C after the season if we're only going by wins or losses, wins and losses. Because, like, eight wins at Ole Miss – it's supposed to be objectively, historically good, and it is good. But Lane Kiffin said that eight wins wasn't enough. He told us to change our expectations, and yet Ole Miss was still Ole Miss again. So the, in that way, that's where the greatest ding, because I think the portal stuff is exactly what I wanted to see out of Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. It started slow, but that's just the process. I think in this you know culture that we're in now in 2023, where we all want things right now this second, it took a little time. But I, I think that stuff is exactly where it needs to be now. Except yeah, I, I'd, I'd go with a B. Um, if I had graded them right after the Texas Bowl, it'd been a C minus. But he has rebounded, improved his score. I'd go with a B. I think B plus is pushing it a little much. Maybe that's because Josh Pate is looking at things from the outside in. We're on the ground here. We felt that losing streak at the end of the year. Um, we knew. It was probably an unnecessary losing streak. Um, I still think they should have beaten Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Texas Tech um, and finished the year 11-2. and two. But it didn't happen. So, Heck, you, you finished 11-2? and two, You're in a friggin' access bowl probably. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, you'd have been 10-2, and two and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been hard to keep them out. But – I think they've rallied in the portal. Walker Howard's certainly the icing on the cake so far, so far. Um, I think if Spencer Sanders comes, just because we know he's out of the package ready, there's no development. Um, I think Spencer Sanders then becomes part of that icing with Walker Howard. Um, Let me throw something at you. How about this? Yeah. All right. The way I look at how he's handled the portal, and no position is off limits, just get good players. Is it fair to look at next year? And, and I'm, I'm putting words in Lane Kiffin's mouth. I'm, I'm making assumptions about his strategy. He might not even be thinking this way. I don't even know if Lane Kiffin, Kiffin is capable of thinking this way. But this is what we do. I'm not so sure that Lane Kiffin and them are like, look, last season wasn't what we expected it to be with a soft schedule. We rent hard for, for headline turning or headline grabbing portal moves and they've done that this time too but they had to go get a quarterback and a running back and on and on and on and on wide receiver I mean you just name it every meaningful position edge they had to fill starter roles and it just didn't work and everything was aligned for them to make a run in year three and it didn't work and we all said hey they got to replace a lot it's a rebuilding year in a lot of ways and they still won eight games I wonder now if because of that great implosion that it was starting seven and oh and finishing eight and five if 
he's not approaching next year as I'm going to get as many good players as possible and we're going to figure it out next year. Win as many games as we can. I mean, ideally, we want to win a national championship. But this is the reset year. This is the fulcrum point for Ole Miss football under Lane Kiffin. If we only win eight, it win nine, for me, that is progress if I'm Lane Kiffin because the next year it sets up differently to where I can really make a run again with established guys at different spots. Do you think yeah, next year does, like he's approaching it, it as like this is the great reset for him? Does it, though? Because, I mean, look, what, what do we have? 25 guys get in the portal? Some of those guys, not all of them, some of them were, 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 were very impactful players. Um you know, so yeah, I mean, I, I can't count the 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 chickens before they hatch, so to speak, because we don't know what's going on with the portal the next year. Um, we don't we don't know who we're going to lose, who we're going to keep, who we're going to get. Um, you know, and that's that's the thing that's craziness about college football is that now you don't know what your roster is going to look like from year to year. You just don't. If you had told me back on December 28th when Ole Miss played the Texas Bowl, that there was a remote chance anybody other than Jackson Dart would be starting at quarterback for Ole Miss in the 23 season, I would have guffawed. I would have said, no way. Come on. You got to be kidding me. That's not happening. Well, it might. Here we are. And, and it, it also might. kind of blows up my whole theory here when you bring in Spencer Sanders because he has one year. Correct. Right. Why, why, yeah. why else would Spencer Sanders, and I keep saying this on my message board, he, no matter what, he's not thinking he's coming here to tote a clipboard. He thinks if he comes here, he's coming here to play quarterback and to actually play. So, you know, let, let's get that straight right off the bat. He's got one year left. This is it. So, yeah, and you it's know, not like other schools, big-time schools like Auburn and TCU don't have openings at quarterback. I mean, he's coming here to compete. And Chuck, my coworker at the Ole Miss Spirit, Chuck Ronswell, he posted today that Spencer Sanders texted a friend of his, an Ole Miss friend of his, that he's excited to be a Rebel, but no announcement has been made. So that's obviously what we're talking about with the wait for it stuff with Lane Kiffin. And it's Spencer Sanders. We know this. It's Spencer Sanders that they're waiting on. And they're not bringing him in just to say, hey, man, we've got some good veteran insurance for Jackson Dart. That's what Mike Wright was. That is not what he is. I mean, he's coming in here to compete. And you know those conversations, those are, those are the exact conversations that the kid's having with Lane Kiffin and everyone else that's recruiting him coach-wise for Ole Miss right now. Hey, what what is my role? I'm coming in, you know, I, I, I'm a starter, a multi-year starter at Oklahoma State. I'm not coming in here just to hold a clipboard and get ready for the NFL. They've told him that they must have been, they must have given him assurances then that he's going to get that opportunity. Well, it's the only I way mean, it makes sense. I would think that, um, you know, the old line is uh, you're going to be give, given every opportunity to compete for the job, uh, <clears throat> you know, wink, wink. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's not risking his last year of eligibility to not play. He's, he's not going to do that. And, 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 you know, my question is, if you're uh, if you're Jackson Dart, you know what are you thinking? What 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 has he been told? What has the communication been like between Lane and Jackson Dart? Um, you know, I, I would think in a way a lot like what Luke Altmaier went through last year when he sat back and 
you know, watched them recruit a guy that came in here and beat him out. That's really interesting. Yeah. Jackson Dart is kind of in the same spot that Luke Altmaier was in last year. The difference is, is that we know what Jackson Dart can do on the field. Luke Altmaier, he was still all what he could be. Yeah, he had the, the sugar bowl, but come on. Jackson Dart played and started in double-digit games for Ole Miss, but he's still in that same kind of place now to where, I mean, obviously this is not ideal for him, but for Ole Miss and the goal of winning you know, games and winning a championship, which is the only thing that's supposed to matter now in 2023, Lane Kiffin has done exactly, Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin have done exactly what they need to do, and that's provide competition everywhere. I mean, Jalen Robinson got into the portal yesterday. So did Deshante Seastrunk. And I'll be honest with you, Seastrunk hurt more because Ole Miss just needs linebackers, but if they get the kid from Louisville, the kid from Alabama, I mean, Ole Miss is in on linebackers, and Pete Golding's got his guys. I expect Ole Miss to land Monty Montgomery from Louisville. I expect him to land Des Moines Kennedy from um, Alabama. I mean, they're going to have linebackers, and honestly, what Ole Miss gets will be better than what left. I mean, Austin Keys, I just like him a lot and think, yes, potentially he's got to stay healthy. Uh, but when you look at what Ole Miss has lost compared to what it has gained, I mean, the, Jalen Robinson was a blip on the radar. I mean, and this was one of their biggest splashes last portal cycle. He was coming. I remember I sat down with that kid last August, one-on-one. You were there at the uh, Manning Center when we had the big Ole Miss media day. And yeah. asked him, you know, just like, what are your thoughts? He's like, I'm going to come in here, ball out for a year, and go to the NFL. Well, now he's he's working on his fourth college stop, right? <laughs> like, he's he didn't come anywhere close to that. That's a blip on the radar. And that just shows you that, like, roster upheaval and, and construction is in constant flux, and it's constantly, uh, you know, in motion. And a guy like Jalen Robinson, who was the deal, was the biggest deal that could possibly be big, Last spring in the portal cycle, well, he just doesn't matter anymore. He's old news. Ole Miss fans, basketball season is heating up for both the men's and women's basketball teams. Show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate. Or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's 662-915-7159 to sign up for the Pledge Per Win campaign today with the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. The car buying process can be a lot. I know. I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The signs of summer are here. Freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. 
With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. Kincaid Dent uh, hit the portal last night as well. Not officially, but but he, he, he told me he went ahead and entered his name in the portal. Now, the deal with Kincaid, um, I think we explained it last night, but, you know, the Ole Miss coaches have said, look, man, if you want to stay, stay. If you want to go, we'll help you find a place. Which is um, the way to approach it. That's the right way. Yeah, because he gets his bachelor's degree in May. I don't think Kincaid will go through spring ball. I don't know that for sure. But um, I do know this. He's told me himself he wants to play football next year. And the emphasis is on the word play. So I think I think he's gone. Obviously, he put his name in the portal to see what's out there. And I understand he's already getting some uh, – get, getting a few – not hits because he he can't be contacted yet, but um, there, well, there's he can't be contacted. But let's be real; he's being contacted. He's he's not in the portal yet officially, but 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 he he submitted his name right at the right at the last moment, and um, 
good luck to him. Uh, he's, I don't think he stays. He's not going to stay. Uh, but he has no reason to stay either. No, no, none at all. None at all. I mean, the only reason he would stay for the spring would be to just stay kind of fresh and stuff. And even then, come on. Yeah. You don't need spring. We all, we all kind of minimize the importance of spring anyway. Kincaid doesn't need that for his next stop. And he does have some offers, but it just shows that Ole Miss, I mean, if I'd have told you at the end of the year, well, Kincaid and Luke Altmaier are going to be gone and well, Oh God, they got to go get somebody behind Jackson Dart. Well, now we're not even sweating that. Like we would have said, just bring Kincaid back because then at least you have somebody. But we're now talking completely differently about this quarterback battle. No, no, and that's the biggest, biggest feather in Lane Kiffin's hat because I know they were worried about this all the way back, like in August. They were worried. What if Altmaier transfers? What if Dent transfers? What are we going to do? How are we going to convince a quarterback to come to Oxford and and play behind a solidified starter? Well, they did. They have. Because the quarterback so, isn't solidified. We can say that. There's like no beating around the bush no more. I mean, what it is, it's what it is. And it's not no, because it, they don't like necessarily Jackson Dart. It's just they're trying to win games. Let the best man win. They feel some pressure. Yeah. Lane Kiffin finally feels some pressure at Ole Miss. And I'm not saying that, like, he's reacting because of that pressure um, dramatically or in a way that's irresponsible. I think he's doing exactly what he needs to do. Okay. This is zero-sum okay. game now. Let me throw this at you. What happens or what has happened to player equity? And, and, and let me explain myself. You know, you got guys that, that come into a program, and we've had plenty of them here in the past that, you know, they busted their, their balls, um, played hurt, played injured, and there may be a better guy behind him, but, you know, this guy gets the start, and, and then maybe the other guy rotates more heavily than him or this, that, and the other, we've seen it countless times. Look, when Anthony Boone was playing basketball here, there were times he could hardly walk, but he was on the court. I mean, I was in the tad pad the day. Inexplicably, Rob Evans retired his jersey. I mean, as a Rob Robertson started games over Patrick Willis. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You you see what I'm saying? I get, but but you're making my point for me. You're making my point for me. That, that doesn't matter. It's a zero-sum game. It doesn't matter anymore. Because, like, it's not just the coaches. It's not like the kids are being left out to dry here. The kids have power. They have freedom. And with power comes great responsibility, says the comic book nerd and quoting Spider-Man being Garrett. But, like, now, Spider-Man. hey, you've got freedom of movement. You can get into the portal if you want to. You have some leverage. Well, also, that leverage can be used against you as well. These are all, this is a big business now. When you're talking about player equity and loyalty and things of that nature, what we thought about college football and what we thought mattered about college football and what made it meaningful to a lot of, a lot of fans out there, just in terms of like feeling connected to the team, that is no longer the case. And yes, the, the joy of that and feeling like you're a part of something bigger than yourself has been in many ways diminished. However, okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you okay. this. If, if Romero Miller's career was taking place right now, okay, and yeah. he was no slouch at quarterback, I think we can both agree on that. Love Romero. But Eli Manning was his backup. 
Yeah, but what, back then it was what, different. What, because, you have wait, yeah, my point exactly. It was different. Back then, would you have waited till we were getting blown out in the Music City Bowl against West Virginia before you ever put Eli in for some meaningful snaps? I don't think you would. Not today. No, not, not today. today. I mean, so today. Would have ended much differently than it did. Like Eli would have been coming in to compete immediately to start. Walker Howard's coming in here with four years of eligibility to compete to start. And I like that it's different in that way because I I would argue that I love Romero Miller. He was a great quarterback for Ole Miss, one of the best in Ole Miss history. Eli Manning was better. So even like a true freshman Eli Manning, you could argue with that team had more upside for what they could be. But back then – but hold on now, hold on now, hold on now. Back then – Your memory of Romero Miller would be so much different now. I agree. It would be. But what I'm saying is is back then – the Music City Bowl at Ole Miss was more than enough. Now Ole Miss is going to the Texas Bowl, and Ole Miss fans are pissed, and they should be because their investment is different and their expectations are different. So if the the same situation played out with Romero and Eli in 2023, whichever guy can win you games, because it's it's year to year. It's literally year to year with coaches and players. If you don't put up, then you, you either put up or shut up. If you don't put up, then you're out the door or you're getting replaced by somebody who is evaluated potentially better than you. Jackson Dart is not one of those players, but he is not immune to Lane Kiffin feeling like he can improve his program in any way he can to improve on eight and five. Eight and five is no longer enough at Ole Miss. We have to look at it through that lens, not of, well, what about he done this? And that's great, but it's a zero sum game. How many wins did they get? Eight. And they started 7-0. and That is not okay. Ole Miss fans are paying more than that. Like, I know Ole Miss fans want to feel like they're a part of something bigger than themselves, like it used to be with college football. But at least now you have more agency as well as a fan because Lane Kiffin flirted with Auburn. You raised $10 million in NIL money to go get players. You as a fan have a legitimate gripe that gave money. Wait a second. I am not getting an adequate return on investment. It used to not be about return on investment. It used to be about we're all in this together. I prefer it this way only because my singular goal before I die, Ben Garrett, not anybody else's, not talking for anybody else, David Johnson, no one else. I want to see Ole Miss football win a friggin' national championship. That's it. And if the goal, if that's the entire goal, not to feel a part of the community, I love being a part of the community. You know, I love talking to people about Ole Miss. That's what I do all day, every day. Write and talk about it. You do the same stuff. I love that part of it, but I want to see a title. So I, I have no, like, feelings about it other than that. Yeah, you, you consider people because we're human beings. We're like, man, that sucks for him. But also, these, these are the, this is the way of the road. This is the, what, what it is now. So you either accept it and you lean into it and try to be the best at it, or you cry, well, it used to be different. Well, a lot of shit used to be different. <laughs> You know, it's not just college football. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not opposing your viewpoint on any of that. It's. Just I just happened. want a title, David. I want a title. It, it's happened so suddenly, suddenly, and so shockingly. It has. Um, yeah. That it, it has turned the game upside down. I mean, even in our jobs, I mean, 45 days of the portal being open that's pretty much 45 straight days that you and I have not had a day off. I love it. I love it though, because like 
Christmas Day, Chris Marshall committed. <laughs> you know, I love that. But that, and like a lot of what we do is purely entertainment. And like Chris Marshall for the Ole Miss fan committing a five-star wide receiver from Texas A&M on Christmas Day is an objectively joyful, awesome thing on one of the most joyful, awesome days of the year. It's, it, I'm not going to bemoan it. I'm just, I'm cool with it. I just accept it. And I think the pushback against it is unhealthy and really it's not constructive. If you, if you don't accept it, like I hate that Jackson Dart played better as Ole Miss played worse. And yet he doesn't get benefit of the doubt for that. Like he's still got two guys he's going to have to beat out again. But also I want Ole Miss to win games. And if either Spencer Sanders or Walker Howard is better for Ole Miss or better positioned to help Ole Miss win games and get to the ultimate goal of winning the title, then I'm for that person. Hey, hey, we're breaking news. Right. Oklahoma State quarterback right. transfer Spencer Sanders is committed to Ole Miss. There you go. Spencer Sanders is now an Ole Miss rebel. We don't have to talk about it in a hypothetical way. It'll be an interesting quarterback battle. Uh, again, Spencer Sanders is not coming here to compete to be Jackson Dart's backup. He wants to take Jackson Dart's job. Obviously, somebody has told him something to believe he can come in here and take Jackson Dart's job. Uh, again, it just gets back to the element of everything just being so damn shocking, but you being exactly right in terms of, hey, man, it's all about winning. It's all about winning. And, um, you know, there's nothing else that matters. I mean, coaches get big contracts for winning big. They don't get big contracts for developing human beings. And um, it's the world we live in. Welcome to college football 2023. This is crazy, man. It's official. Like, we've been talking about it for an hour. We knew it was coming, and yet to see it finally happen, see it scroll, it's kind of surreal. I'm not going to lie. Isn't that crazy? That's 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 unbelievable. But uh, crazy. Yeah, I'm going to get to be the guy to flip him uh, to committed on our network, I think. Yeah, I am right now. Just going to do it. All right, so let's let's look here real quick. We're talking about grades. Let's just grade out Ole Miss's portal class and, and kind of identify remaining needs, and then we'll get out of here. They've now committed. Let me go ahead and write this. We're doing this in real time. This is hilarious. Of course it happened right now. Yeah, it uh, always does. It always does. Um Spencer Sanders is committed to Ole Miss. Walker Howard is committed to Ole Miss. I'm just going over transfer, guys. Trey Harris, wide receiver from Louisiana Tech. Chris Marshall. Uh, Caden Priestcorn, tight end. Victor Kearney from Washington. Quincy McGee, both offensive linemen. Quincy McGee's from UAB. Defensive line, Joshua Harris. That's the one spot where they really got to figure something out. Um, linebacker, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste. We think Monty Montgomery is going to happen. And Des Kennedy is going to happen. Uh, John Sa Saunders is committed. Deshaun Gaddy shouldn't be far behind. And Caden Davis, kicker, committed to Ole Miss. All right. Well, so far, whoo, give me a grade. Yeah. I mean, just because of what they've done with the quarterback room, um, man, it, it's an A. It could be an A-plus if they can capture a big-time edge rusher, add another linebacker, a uh, couple of DBs. And all of that, I think, is still in play. So, yeah, I mean, it's an A right now. I don't see it going backwards. I think Ole Miss has maybe the top quarterback's room in the SEC right now. Um, Sanders, Dart, Howard, hard to argue against that. Uh, it is unbelievable. And my hat's off to Lane Kiffin and, and 
how they did with the quarterback position because it could have been a potential nightmare. We knew Altmaier was leaving. We knew Dent was leaving. Jackson Dart was the only quarterback on scholarship. And again, the whole trick to the matter was going out and getting quality guys who wanted to come in here and be his backup. Well, Lane Kiffin just flips it all up in the air. He's like Jesus going in to kick down the tables in the temple. And here you have it. You've got the best quarterbacks room maybe in the whole SEC. It's it's amazing. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Where does Ole Miss's quarterback room now rank in the SEC? Huh. It's one of the best. There's no doubt about it. I mean, of course, the argument, um, it, the, uh, the other side of that, the other side of the argument here is if you have three, you don't have one. I would disagree in this case. No, I, I would too. I mean, you know, money, uh, man. <laughs> where, where's your quarterback position in the 23 season? It's in great hands. Where is your quarterback position in the 24 season? Because if Spencer Sanders ends up being the starter, you got to figure Jackson Dart's probably going to leave. I know he's transferred once already, but he's got a redshirt year to give. Don't forget that. Um, and Walker Howard is ready to take over in the in the twenty four season. I mean, it it's a it's unbelievable that he was able to pull this off, but he was. He was. And let me ask you this: Spencer Sanders commits the day after the portal closes. Let's not beat around the bush. They didn't want Jackson to get in. That's exactly right. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, it's like stop pretending or beating around the bush. Come on. They didn't want him to get in. And he could still get in at the end of spring because there's two windows, but they wanted to go into spring with three quarterbacks, Walker Howard, uh, Jackson Dart, and Spencer Sanders competing to start. All right, buddy. It was fun. He's David Johnson inside the Rebels 247, the Ole Miss Spirit on three. All right, buddy. Let's go. Howdy, howdy, everybody. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.